Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey listeners, I'm Adiza Egan, senior producer for the new podcast, Vice News Reports, which comes out every Thursday. Each week, our host, Ariel Duham-Ross, and a team of Vice reporters and producers bring you to the news, taking you to the story as it unfolds. From California, as we follow hotshot crews into the middle of wildfires, to the front lines of Mexico's drug war, I'm really excited to share with you one of our first episodes, Alternative Medicine Politicized, that investigates how nationalistic fervor for traditional medicine, fake credential doctors, and misinformation are gaining momentum in India, making the battle to stop the spread of COVID-19 harder. If you like what you hear, Make sure to pop on over to the Vice News Reports feed and subscribe. I hope you like it. Hey, Ariel. It's Pallavi Pundir from Vice News. So the other day, uh, my friend told me about a strange incident that happened at the beginning of the pandemic. So she went home for the lockdown in the state of Gujarat. And a few days later, these three people turn up at her doorstep. So it was just a very normal day. I had just arrived at my hometown in Vadodara in Gujarat from Mumbai. And I was just getting ready in the morning to just have my breakfast and get on with the day, get on with my work. And I heard a knock on my door. We usually go out to the window and we peep and we see who's outside and then we speak to them. I saw these three people standing outside my door. Two women and one teenage boy. These women were wearing saris and the guy was just in casual leg, t-shirt jeans. None of them were wearing masks. The first thoughts that, you know, went through my head were, have they come from the municipal corporation? Are they going to inform us that our building is in quarantine? Have we been categorized as a red zone? But they were not carrying any identification card. So I was really confused. This one woman, she spoke to me through the window and she said, we've come from the municipal corporation. We need to know if there's anyone who's fallen sick in your house and if you need any medicines. My immediate reaction to her was, no, there's no one sick in the house. But what kind of medicines are you talking about? And then she told me that they have Ayurvedic and homeopathic medicines. I told her, no, no, just no, no, we, 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 we are not going to have those. And I was like, yeah, we are done. We took uh, a decision. On around the 6th of March, we had constituted a team of experts and we decided to really distribute what is known as Ukara. This is basically to boost the immunity. It is also called Amrit Pay, a 
concoction of various uh, Ayurvedic herbs and various medicines and this has been very popularly received. We have distributed as many as 1 crore 5 lakh 41,000 doses across the population and it is still being done on a free of cost basis similarly. After that she started uh, noticing how the municipality corporation of her city which is Vadodra how they have been actually actively engaged in a drive to distribute these herbal medicines to people and they were actually going door to door and offering those medicines to people as an antidote to a pandemic. Coronavirus has indeed become a global emergency and with no concrete cure found as of now in Alupati, the world is looking towards alternative science. India being the hub of medicinal herbs, the Ayush ministry is now contemplating on trying alternative medicines on COVID-19 patients. And a couple of months later, I managed to catch a flight to my hometown once uh, the travel restrictions were uh, off. And uh, when I reached Dehradun a day later, I got a strange phone call. It was a recorded message and it said that this person is from the government of Uttarakhand. You should actively move towards Ayurveda and homeopathy medicines and not rely on modern medicine. And I dismissed the call because I didn't think much of the government asking us to take a few herbal medicines at the time. But now as I've seen this message displayed, what feels like everywhere in the last few months, I think it actually goes deeper than these phone calls or door-to-door visits. India has the second highest number of COVID-19 cases in the world. And during my reporting, I have thought back to that call a lot. Because I've discovered many opportunists who are peddling and politicizing alternative medicine for their own gain. This is Vice News Reports. I'm Ariel Dimros. We're in Minneapolis, Minnesota right now in the middle of a protest over the death of George Floyd. Conspiracy theorist. I'm a conspiracy realist. What we were doing was against the law. But we were defying the system. Why do we wake up only when there's a medical emergency and expect the healthcare system to be fully functional? Why is health low priority for politicians in government after government? Be fair nationalists. Be our nationalists. So, Pallavi, you just recounted some pretty bizarre events. First, people from the government coming to your friend's door and trying to get her and her family to take herbal medicine for COVID-19. Then you got a call from the government telling people to go with Ayurvedic and homeopathic medicine. What exactly is going on here? At this point, just the fact that there is no vaccine, there is no, you know, allopathy medicine, there is no Western medicine for COVID means that uh, there is, I think, more of an incentive to drive people towards Ayurvedic medicine. I'm a science reporter and I like when there's data backing up any kind of therapy. At the same time, 
I know that the history of alternative medicine is complicated because it's been repeatedly cast aside by Western doctors who wanted to make a quick buck off of their own medicine or who just didn't think it would work. And so I guess I want some context for alternative medicine in India. So in our country, there's actually a culture of, you know, having faith in alternative medicine. We have Ayurveda, which is a type of medicine rooted in using herbs and foods to treat ailments. It originated thousands of years ago. Then we have yoga and we also have something called Yunani and Siddha, both of which use herbal medicines. And because we have such a rich history of using these traditional medicines and treatments, other alternative forms such as homeopathy, which didn't even originate in India, you know, so we easily embraced it and integrated it into our healthcare systems. But uh, another reason why alternative medicine is so commonly used is because India's healthcare system is broken. Has private healthcare in India become purely a business? With government hospitals inspiring little confidence, citizens have no choice but to flock to private institutions. And desperate and medically uneducated, they are sitting ducks, or should I say cash cows, for big branded hospitals. Most of the healthcare system is not accessible to a large part of Indians. India has a little over 1 million doctors to treat a population of 1.3 billion people. According to a 2019 data by National Health Profile, India is the lowest in the world when it comes to public health spending. This is the world where me and my husband has been shifted. I have been detected with Corona-19 positive. There is no one, no drinking water, no attendant, no facility. So that means that Indians who choose to go to a private sector hospital they have to foot the cost of the care, and that's usually exorbitant. So I'm not surprised that the Indian government is actually asking people to rely on traditional medicine. But there's also a political objective here. Yeah, for sure. Finally, the Prime Minister's mission to raise awareness about homegrown health treatments means that the country now has a new Ayush ministry and a new yoga minister. Tripad Nai took charge of the ministry today. We asked him what his position is on traditional remedies in Ayurveda, whether he does any yoga himself. So in the early 2000s, the Indian government set up something called the Department of Ayush. Ayush is A for Ayurveda, Y for Yoga, U for Yodani, S for Siddha and H for Homeopathy. It's 9.35 this morning, we can clearly say the BJP has won the election of 2014. We are sticking our neck out, the BJP has won the election. And then when Narendra Modi came into office in 2014, he turned Ayush into a separate ministry within the government. By establishing a ministry for these traditional medicines, it also sort of legitimized it. Modi elevated the status of Ayurveda and these medicines even more. We were nationalists, we are nationalists, and we will nationally remain nationalists. The government narrative is to tell people that Ayurveda is going back to our true roots. Modi is part of the BJP, which is short for Bharatiya Janata Party. It's a right-wing Hindu nationalist party. 
The BGP was formed out of a paramilitary group that believed in creating a Hindu unity. And he's demonstrated that viewpoint by ostracizing Christians and Muslims in the country. A gathering of Islamic preachers in New Delhi led to a huge spike in India's coronavirus cases in April. There were some government officials from the BJP who blamed Muslims for the spread of the coronavirus in certain areas, specifically New Delhi. Shocking remarks by a UP BJP MLA who asked for a boycott of Muslim vendors and then went on to make some... Then in April... Modi set up a task force for the validation of Ayurveda and traditional medicine formulas for use in the treatment of the coronavirus. If you look at the side of the then Modi once said that, you know, in pre-independent India, the gems of our traditional systems of medicines and healthcare were kept under the wraps because we were a slave country. What we have seen with the Modi government is that promoting nationalism extends to medicine. And even long before the pandemic, the government message has been that Ayurveda or alternative medicine is better than Western medicine. One smart thing that the BJP has done is try to unite, uh, you know, a very vast section of the population against an enemy, the other. And the other is, as they themselves say, people who follow religions that were not started in India. My own mother sometimes uses this whole rhetoric of uh, drinking a certain herbal tea and, you know, like saying that, oh, this is us going back to our roots. Why is it, do you think, that that's... Hindu nationalist rhetoric is so popular because they make this 82% Hindu majority feel like victims in their own country. It's like, why are white supremacists popular in the new United States? This is exactly how Modi and other members of the ruling party want people to feel. When they support Ayurveda, yoga or these other forms of alternative medicines, they're actually supporting the country, the Hindu-majority country. We uh, actually had an extremely disappointing comment which was made recently by a sitting Rajya Sabha MP where he so casually and impulsively said that he always trusts his compounder over his doctor. Such a statement is so demoralizing at a time when doctors are at the front line against covid if a compounder is writing medications without his doctor's approval, this is quackery because they have no formal training to treat, diagnose or even prescribe independently. Pallavi, I know you've also been covering this other phenomenon that dovetails with the push for traditional medicine. The problem of fake doctors and people in India filling in as healthcare providers without having any actual training. So India actually has a huge number of informal doctors, uh, commonly known as quacks. These are people with absolutely no medical background or degrees, but they are somehow a part of our health infrastructure. In fact, a 2016 WHO report found that 57% of uh, the doctors, quote-unquote doctors in the Indian healthcare workforce are actually quacks. I've come across cases of, you know, like this one guy, for instance, who dropped out of school at the age of 11 or 12. This guy has uh, 
worked in uh, at least 16 private hospitals as a doctor a woman in this north indian state of uttar pradesh with no medical degree she was arrested because she uh, actually did a cesarean procedure on a pregnant woman and a case was filed against her because uh, she actually botched up the surgery and the pregnant woman barely survived palavi these examples they're kind of scary like these people are actually working in hospitals they are treating patients and they are putting people's lives at risk Yeah it's crazy as in being in India I'm actually not surprised because I see a report like this and I'm just like another day in Indian healthcare system so there are you know like these informal doctors who are sort of trying to just make up for the healthcare facilities in their own villages on the other hand there are these you know like assholes who are kind of making use of the situation earning money and selling medicines in the black market and I'd imagine that because there's a global pandemic going on right now, it might actually be a lot easier right now to market yourself as a doctor because of all this chaos. Which is why it's become super easy for uh, quacks to like sell all these dubious medicines and uh, the pattern follows in the online space where it gets really tricky, you know, because well-respected ayurvedic doctors share the same platforms as the shady ones who are spreading misinformation and conspiracy theories. So a couple of months ago I started noticing this guy on uh, most of my social media feeds virus se aap mare na mare lekin roz virus ke dar se aap zarur mar rahe virus uske dar ko hamesha ke liye gayab karne ke liye hamesha ke liye bhagane ke liye said on youtube twitter facebook instagram and he was hugely popular like most of his videos didn't have less than you know like 100000 likes or like hundreds of comments where people are just trying to reach out to him अगर आप ऐसा सोचें कि एक एक वायरस से बचने के लिए आप अलग अलग औजार लेंगे अलग अलग वैक्सीन लेंगे अलग अलग दवाइयां लेंगे तो याद रखिए कि उन दवाइयां उन वैक्सीन राइट एंड एज बीशरूप कॉन्टेंट स्टार्ट टू रीच मोर एंड मोर पीपल ऑन द इंटरनेट सम पीपल आर ग्रोइंग इंक्रीसिंगली कंसर्न अबाउट क्लेम्स आई डिस्क्राइब हिम एज एक्टर who basically makes money taking benefit of people's distress and ignorance bottom line bishro prachodri he's a conman nothing more than that we'll be right back Palavi, you mentioned that Bishrup Chowdhury, this controversial doctor, was gaining a lot of momentum online. This guy was just everywhere. Like everywhere I looked, if I looked up his name, he had a YouTube page, he had uh, an Instagram page, Facebook, Twitter. I think a couple of months ago, he had followers in millions on YouTube. He had a hundred thousand followers on Twitter and uh, a couple of hundreds on uh, Instagram as well. But I think his most popular uh, platform was YouTube. So. You put me in touch with somebody who's been following Bishroop's career for years now. Hi there. His name Hello. is Deborah Brother Paul. Yeah, Deborah Brother Paul, he's a fact checker who's been following Bishroop's work for a while now. I'd spoken with him for a story about misinformation in India. He's a writer and calls himself a rationalist. 
गुड आफ्टरनून फ्रेंड्स मेरी आवाज अब तक पहुंच रही है बैक इन 2017 आई केम अक्रॉस वन ऑफ हिज वीडियो आई लॉन्च द बुक डायबिटीज फ्री वर्ल्ड इनसाइड दैट बुक देयर आर सर्टेन टेक्निक्स सर्टेन मेथड्स व्हिच कैन हेल्प यू फ्री योरसेल्फ फ्रॉम डायबिटीज डायबिटिक क्योर विद इन 72 आवर्स Hmm. and it actually went viral at that point of time it has been only 10 years i've been in the field of diabetes so i've seen more than 20000 diabetes patient i was mm-hmm. really curious because i'm type 1 diabetic myself and particularly because he was an indian doctor so diabetes patient are called the blood sugar patient but i have never seen blood sugar Never in my life have seen a blood sugar. I was just curious. I was just curious that who is that guy making such claims? You cannot see blood sugar because it it do not exist. If you know the truth behind it, the same day you can be free of diabetes. And in the video, he's basically concluded that if you eat lots of fructose, it will cure your diabetes. and he was claiming that you know any type of diabetes can be cured and diabetes is not really an illness it's a propaganda that pharma industry has been promoting because they want to cash in uh, people's mm. money from the same day you can be free of diabetes thank you friends thank you i was really surprised someone who is a doctor can make such absurd claims and no regulatory authority has actually take notice of it lots of people believed him and i felt really sorry for them deborah brada goes deep on bishrup research and there's actually a documentary about this guy's life dr bishrup roy chaudhry was born in 1973 with a severe heart disease He has been constantly researching medical and mental improvement methods by practicing eating following special regime and using memory techniques he was awarded two Guinness records for I just googled and he finds out that this guy isn't just putting out videos where he says that he's found a cure for diabetes he's also promoting himself by claiming to have a bunch of world records his record was 198 push-ups in 1 minute I actually fact-checked this and he did at one point hold two world records, one of them for the largest ballpoint pen and the other for the largest screwdriver. And then there's the Bollywood movies. Oh yeah, Bishrup's acted in some really sleazy B-grade Bollywood films in the early 2000s. There's this one film called Yaad Rakhenge Aap. Sab kuch याद रखेंगे Then Deborah Brada came across Bishrup's degrees. So first of all, he claims to have a PhD in diabetes reversal. Um from... uh, wait, I'm sorry, a PhD in diabetes reversal? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. No. No. <laughs> One of the things that Deborah Brada does is he writes these really long Quora posts. Quora being a website where people can go to ask questions. And he tries to explain to people why they shouldn't trust Bishrup. 
I'm an ordinary Indian who has no connection with the medical profession. For me, these sort of things is a matter of public concern and without strong regulations in place. Deborah Brada ended up writing a bunch of messages about Bishroop all over the internet. Please help to spread the word and help protect your family, friends, and unsuspecting people. Many thanks for reading, commenting, and sharing. But then, Deborah Brada ended up getting banned himself because people who follow Bishroop and who like him were constantly flagging his comments either on YouTube or on Quora, and his answers and his debunking posts were getting taken down. So eventually, what Deborah Brada does is he ends up starting his own website, Bad Science, where he really goes hard on a lot of these quacks, like Bishroop. Bad Science is deep-rooted in Indian culture and part of daily lives. Some people mm. passionately promote it out of ignorance. Some others simply believe or follow it out of fear. And then COVID-19 happens. 80 cities across India in 75 different districts are now in complete lockdown as India fights to contain the spread of coronavirus. And Bishroop starts posting these videos. Imagine that you are it was just uh, circulating online. I think I've received via WhatsApp. And I said, oh, this guy again. Around COVID, I started noticing that uh, he's being flagged again and again for claims that COVID is actually not real that it's just a common cough and flu kind of syndrome. Bharat's guidelines are that they are corona-free patients just with a diet. And then he later claimed he could cure the virus with a special diet. So he's, he's not just giving advice regarding diabetes. He has cure for everything. Okay, so is he actually claiming that he can cure COVID-19? Of course, he has been claiming he has to have cured over 20,000 patients. It just made me, you know, angrier, I would say. So most of Bisharoop's videos, they've been pretty niche, but around India's Independence Day, which is August 15th, Bisharoop posted a video that went really viral. Happy Independence Day, guys. This is not about your independence. This is about taking your freedom away. This is about manipulation and control because this does not work. It comprised of like some five young people and they're talking about independence from wearing the mask. This is only about control. Guys, you have to understand this is a psychological operation that is going on to control you because this doesn't work at all. You can go to any doctor. Uh, talking about it as if it's like some government conspiracy to surveil you, to control you. This is, this is mind manipulation, guys. So this is where you wake up. It's like the same kind of rhetoric that you see in other countries where these anti-masker movements are happening. Today it's a mandatory mask. Tomorrow it's a mandatory vaccine, a digital ID. And the list goes on. We have to stop things from becoming mandatory. Do not give up your freedom and rights for the illusion of health and safety. These kids ended the video with taking off their masks and burning it. This Independence Day, we want freedom from masks. We want 
freedom from control. We want freedom to breathe. Happy Independence Day. This feels really familiar to me. It's reminiscent of a lot of the anti-mask discussions that I've witnessed in the U.S. But obviously we're talking about a different political context in India. So why do you think this video went viral? The fact that the video was posted in an English language site made an impact. But uh, more than that, it's also the fact that in a country which supports, you know, like pseudoscience or unverified medicine, alternative medicine and healing practices... It expands that space for, you know, like beliefs such as anti-mask or uh, COVID denialism. I was really worried that anyone at this critical time um, spreading misinformation could have a um, negative impact on all the efforts that um, everyone is making. He should be arrested immediately. So Deborah Brada ends up putting out an online petition that gets a lot of signatures so that he can be stopped from spreading disinformation on COVID-19 in this critical time. Second, his social media accounts to be suspended. It's not clear if what happened after that is because of Deborah Brada's petition. But eventually, this summer, YouTube took down Bishroop's channel. There has been like this active move on social media platforms to take down his wild claims. Right. And actually, he keeps coming back, creating new accounts on the platforms that ban him. But based on what you've seen, do you think that approach has worked? Well, not yeah. quite the way Deva Brother wanted it to. I've seen uh, Facebook posts, in fact, of people discussing on Biswaroop's videos that, you know, we should create an alternative site or a portal or a page before Facebook takes his posts down. All right, all right. I managed to connect with him. I just wanted to, you know, like get an understanding from you. What was that experience like? He basically reiterated a lot of these wild claims that he makes on YouTube. I asked how he wanted to be attributed for my article. And he said I should just call him a nutritionist, not as a doctor or a research scientist. I'm also only, only suggesting a diet. He stood by the claims that Devaprata is trying to debunk. Yeah, whatever I say, I give an evidence of that. And he says that his degrees are real. Hmm. For example, if I say that three days one can cure COVID-19, so I cured uh, literally 20,000 people. He says that he's cured 20,000 people from COVID-19. Hmm. So I give an evidence of that. If anybody uh, could prove any one of that, so he does act on impunity. It's almost like he knows his page can be taken down and his account can be suspended. But despite all of that, his followers are going to make sure that his content, his videos, his messages are still up there, you know, like in some form or the other. So why can't Ayush, the ministry that seems to be in charge of this stuff, step in and stop Bishroop from doing what he's doing. For the longest time, Ayush's main agenda has been to promote traditional medicine in India. They don't really regulate what's been coming out of these spaces. In fact, the first time that I saw Ayush cracking down on an Ayurvedic cure claim was when uh, Patanjali Ayurved, this multi-million dollar business uh, which was started by a yoga guru called Baba Ramdev, 
He came out with a set of Ayurvedic medicines, uh, which he claimed was a COVID cure. But the thing is, you know, like something like this, since it's not regulated, it means that it ends up finding its way to the market. I can literally find this medicine in a shop close to my house. It seems like with the pandemic, the government's nationalistic promotion of traditional medicine among vulnerable populations in India, that seems like a particularly dangerous combination. Is the government now rethinking that approach to pushing traditional COVID cures? Absolutely. The ironic thing is that in the beginning, different ministers, including Prime Minister Modi, they all sort of spoke about Ayurveda and other traditional medicine as like this way to break the bondage of modern medicine and, you know, like a way forward to deal with the pandemic. And then in August, most of them tested positive and they went to private hospitals. Even like Bollywood actors who were ambassadors for like Indian government's COVID treatment, all of them spoke about Ayurveda, but when they tested positive, they went to a private hospital. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Vice News Reports is produced by Jesse Alejandro Cottrell, Jen Kinney, Janice Yamoka, and Julia Nutter. Our senior producers are Ashley Cleek and Adiza Egan. Our associate producers are Sam Egan and Sophie Casis. Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone and Kyle Murdoch. Our executive producer and VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is senior production manager for Vice Audio. Production coordination by Steph Brown. From iHeart executive producer Mangesh Hadakador and senior producer Nikki Etor. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Translation by Word Lights Translation. Legal review by Yoni Berkovitz. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. Production coordination assistance from Tarasai Gombe. Security by Rami Galli and Sharbal Namor. I'm Ariel Zemros. I know podcast hosts say this constantly, but for real please rate and review the pod. It really helps other people find the show. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week.